in our relationship with God, who loved first? Did you come to him or was he seeking you? When we came to know him, did it matter where we were in life or did we come clean with everything first? He loved us. Then we loved him. It doesn't matter where we are in life. He's waiting for us. Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget. All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> I hope everybody out there is doing well. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button, the subscribe button, ring the bell so that you know when my next video pops up. And if you prefer to listen to me on auto, on auto, <laughs> just, yeah, just put it on auto and just listen to everything. 130 plus, plus episodes. Just, yeah, sure. Put it on auto. But if you prefer to listen to me on audio, <laughs> you can check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever your podcast is. I'm also available on Facebook. You can get the audio or the video there. And of course, right here on YouTube, if that's where you happen to be watching. <laughs> so make sure to continue to check me out. And I, and I hope that you're paying attention and listening because I got some good stuff. At least I think it's good. And so go back to and listen to the last 130 plus episodes. Um, I know a lot of people are listening and I just want to continue to thank those people that are pushing play and listening to 100% Richard, living life, loving Jesus. And saying that, I got to let you know that this beard that you see here on YouTube or Facebook, this is taken care of by Wild Bull Products. You go to wildbull.shop and you can and you can find beard butter, you can find beard oil, you can find beard wash, you can find shampoo, you can find soap, all natural. Everything that they do is all natural and you can even get gear. A couple of times you've seen me wearing my hat from the, the Wild Bull hat and you can go there at any time. That's, once again, that's wildbull.shop and you enter the coupon code wildbull100 and own your game. <laughs> I love doing that. Own your game. All right. Well, anyway, so here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I got some good stuff today. I think uh, so, so, some of the stuff that I do, um, you know, you can pay attention. You can go watch the last episode. I talked about building a house, <laughs> sort of, you know, so go check that out um, and uh, and go check out the, uh, you know, the one before that, the one in the in-between. And, you know, I've seen a lot of people watch, um, watching or listening to God Made. That's a good one. So just go check out the old episodes if you haven't listened for a while, or if you're new time, if you're new listening to this new one today, go check out the very first one and check out the comparison from where we started and where we are today. You'd be amazed by what God has done. So um, today I'm going to do something a little different. Um, instead of just going for it, uh, I'm actually just going to throw up a scripture. Well, not, not you're not going to be able to see it, but you know I'm going to I'm going to break down a scripture today, and 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 I really want to talk about um, God's love for us. And whether or not he came first, or if we just one day went, hey, there's a God and I'm going to receive him and, you know, recognize his son as my Lord and Savior, Jesus, you know. And uh, so I really want to look at this. So I'm, I'm, I'm in 1 John chapter 4, um, 12 through 9, and I'm going to break this down. 
I'm going to read it all first. I'm going to break it down for you. So this is a little different than usual, but uh, I think this is this is this is good, and, and people need to continue to hear it. And if this is something that you grab hold of, take this, give it to somebody else, show somebody, say, hey, check out this thing that I've been listening to, and especially for an unsaved person, because this is really going to kind of dial in how to get to know Jesus. And uh, so here's First John chapter four, twelve through nineteen. And it starts like this. No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and and his love has been perfected in us. By this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. And we have seen and and testify that the father has sent the son as savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him. I'm going to read that one again. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him, and he in God. And when we have known and believed the love that God has for us, God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. This is verse 17. Um, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment in, in today's world, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us and that's really my point today is that last verse so i'm gonna get going with this so so really while we were running around doing life before jesus prior to jesus and whether we like it or not he was always around watching and waiting why because he loved us first now i know a lot of us can tell all kinds of stories about who we used to be and and we we utilize our 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 testimony according to revelation to overcome and and see people come to christ because of our testimony that's what i'm talking about here is because god is always around because he's always watching us because he's always there and he actually wants us to know jesus we have to have an understanding that yes because he loves us first That's how we get to know him. And I don't care if you believe me or not, because as I look back at my past and the things that I made it through uh, or, or lived through today, I see that he was always there. Why? Because he loved me first. And I think that's that's one of the most amazing things about how the gospel works. He is always there. And the word that we would use, I think I just said it a couple of seconds ago, is is omnipresent. God is omnipresent, which means he can see all, know all, be around all the time. No matter where we are in life, he knows what we're doing. And and the word omnipresent actually means this, widely or consistently encountered, which means that we see God, we feel God, we know God, and we see him everywhere we are, what we look like, what what we see and, and, and where we are. God is always there and we can see him and feel him. And, and, and you've heard me say this before in the past. Just look out your window and just revel at God's creation. And you it's very hard to say, man, this just came here by accident. <laughs> and, and in the verses that we just read, verse 12 actually says this. No man has seen God at any time, but we see God all around us. And this is because he's always sitting in the background, waiting, being, watching, interacting, consistently being encountered. So the rest of verse 12 and 13 says this, 
If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. So this, by this, we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. This is after we've received him. And this is how you can tell. Watch this, verse 14 and 15. And we have and we have seen and testified that the Father has sent the Son as Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in him and he in God. So now he recognizes us on a different level and then shows himself through us by, by our love that we received from him. So now people can see God. How? Through our love because we are living life loving Jesus. That's how people see God today. So my question might be here is, how do you represent God with your life? How do you represent Jesus with your life? Are, are you a follower of him that, that when you go out in public that people go, man, that guy must know Jesus. <laughs> or that girl must know Jesus or, or whatever at that point. So it's actually through his spirit. So by Holy Spirit that we can love one another. And if we don't have Jesus in us, you know, just take a look at the world. It's very hard to see love through secular things. It's very hard to see love through the way things are done in today's world. It's very difficult. So we have to be the people that say, yeah, this is what love actually looks like. This is what love is. This is what God is doing. And he does it through us so that people can recognize God. And it's all because he loved us first and gave us an opportunity to love him, which in turn, he teaches us to love others. And that's kind of the key point and the, the most basic point of Christianity. Love other people. <laughs> love Jesus and love people. And here's the big kicker with all this. Without Jesus, it's impossible to love the way he is speaking here. We will always find it difficult to love others the way Jesus loved us. And that's why we need him, because he fills that gap that can only be filled by love itself. And verse 16 of the things that we just read says it as directly as it can get. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. And now that we have this love in us, it's actually the catalyst to the boldness and fearlessness required to actually spread the gospel. And when we have him abiding in us, we gain this. That's what that's what the word says. We're almost there. We're going we're gonna to read it again here in a minute. Because he is love. So when we received him, we inherit this kind of love, a bold love, a fearlessness in love, the abilities to do things that we didn't think we could do because of his love abiding in us. We are now able to go to another level with him and with other people where we are able to go, hey, you know what, I'm going to talk the gospel. I'm going to preach the gospel. Or I'm going to say the, the talk to people more often out there in, in the wilderness. <laughs> and this is where it's at. We just, we, like I said, we've already read all this, but this is where it is. It's verse 17 and 18 of what we just read. Love has been perfected among us in this that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. 
Um, anybody think we might be in the day, you know, we're in times and stuff like that? Well, that's probably where we are. And because as he is, so we are in this world. Because as he is, so we are in this world. So we are to act, be, uh, be conformed to him, to the way he does things, and follow in his example. Verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And we can't be made perfect in love without him. And it's we, with him, have become the new creation. All things have become new and old things have passed away. That's 2 Corinthians 5.17, kind of paraphrased. And part of that newness is the boldness and fearlessness that we did not have before we started living life loving Jesus. And when we started living life loving Jesus, something came over us, We went, to, which is Jesus, his Holy Spirit. And we went, man, there's something great happening on my inside. And now... I want to go and do the stuff that God commands me to do. Now, I know some people may take this and just go, well, you know, I want to be loved by God and I want to go to heaven, but I want to live my life. Well, you know what? The reality is you can do that. And, and you know, God's grace is there for you. And But it's not God's grace is not a, a, a ticket to sin. It's not a ticket to stay in your old life. The purpose of Jesus is to get closer to him, be more like him, to do everything we can to follow after him and do the things that he asks us to do. And we become able to love like him in that fashion because it is different compared to the world around us. We, we love because he loves, which is beyond the comprehension of those that don't understand the life that is given by the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and what he did to blot out the sins of the world for those that receive him. So why would we want to live that old life? Here's that that's a that's an interesting question. Why would we want to live the old life and just be like I I got a ticket to heaven, so I get to go on the Polar Express and I get to believe and so on and so forth, the things of that nature. But it, when you take it into reality, it's it's truly a lifestyle. And that's one of the reasons why I have the title Living Life Loving Jesus because you live life with him all the time as best as you possibly can you read your word you follow what he says you get you get an understanding of who he is and you start to excel in the things that he wants you to do you start to move forward in the stuff that he impresses in you to move to do great things for him and that's the kind of love that he has for us and when we learn to love other people like jesus loved us we'll start to see great things happen in our own lives we start to see great things happen in our own lives. You see, he loved us so much, even prior to our current existence, he loved us so much that he was the sacrifice of sacrifices, that, that, that we can have eternal life through him so that we can love in a better way because he loved us first. Are you catching this? Because of his love, we gain love. Now here's verse 19. We love him because he loved us first. So because Jesus died on the cross for us, he was showing his love over 2,000 years ago, not just for a couple of folks that were sitting next to him on, on other crosses, or actually just one guy because he's the only one that cried out to him, but or, 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 or to the centurion or to the people that were right next to him. It was for today, for then, forever, for the future. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He did that for future people 
that didn't exist yet on the planet or on the earth or, or in a womb or any of those places. He did that for us to get to know him and an understanding of his love. And I think this is one of the most powerful verses here is we love. We love. Why? Because he loved us first. He was always nudging. He's always been there. So if you lived a life like me, you just kind of went about doing whatever you thought was right or good or or maybe I wasn't the best person or or maybe I'm a drug addict or maybe I'm this or that or, or things of that nature. And it's it, we have to learn and have an understanding that he has been there loving you. And you can't complain. You can't be like, well, God, let me do this. No, you didn't receive him yet. Because as soon as you receive him, you start to see God's grace and you start to see the things change in your life because you want to live for him and go forward with him. And, and, and you start to see the changes required in your life. And, and it's short, this verse is short and simple of, of how can we love without him? How can we manage without him? How can we make it through this messed up old world without him? I believe we can't. And some people may say, hey, well, that's just a crutch for you. You know, you couldn't do anything without him. Well, that's right. I can't do anything without him. That's my personal opinion. I want to seek him first in everything that I do. And because I have him living in me, I want other people to see him in me. I want people to see God through the love that's in me. And I would love to see everybody show who God is through the love in them. And, and we have to have the reality that without Jesus, we are lost and searching. And if you really take that that little sentence that we're lost in searching into perspective, if you have a conversation with somebody that doesn't know Jesus, you can kind of tell, like, oh man, well, you know, I'm I'm all over the place. I can, I, you know, I just want to make money, or I just want to do my life, or you know, they have a simplicity about themselves. That there's no other thing. Now, then there's some people that, that they're they have a very focused mindset, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to make this happen, I'm going to do, that. and and it doesn't go beyond that because there's nothing else for them. And once they realize there's something else for them, oh, I could be doing this for a better reason. I could be raising money for for the church or for a for a, an organization or for this thing or that thing and still be very focused on this business and so on and so forth. But now the focus changes to why it's being done. And when we're lost in searching, the funny thing is is that we really don't have to look that hard for God because he's always there. He's omnipresent. He's just waiting for us to realize that he's been waiting for us and to respond to the nudges that he is there. Because I can guarantee you there's, I went through, okay, and I'll do a quick little thing here. When, when I was in high school, everybody talked to me about Jesus. I, I actually heard more about Jesus in, in regular secular high school than I did when I was in Catholic school or, you know, around people that were supposed to be Christians, I guess, you know, <laughs> but Jesus came up more often in conversations like, you know, Hey, we see the way you're doing this. You should get to know Jesus. And my girlfriend was a Jesus person and I messed that up for her. <laughs> That's just a joke. Bad joke, bad joke. Sorry. You know, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so, but we, we, when, when God's always in the background, God's always there. He's always doing something to kind of get close to us. And people even say things like this, and I've heard this and I've probably even told people this, that, you know, you feel the nudging of the Holy Spirit when you go to get saved, I guess, when 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 you realize that there's something more and maybe it happens in church and you're like, man, that's he's talking about me. I really need 
that, especially if you go to a church that does that does an altar call every Sunday, and they give you an opportunity. If you feel that nudge, that that feeling, that's beyond emotion. It's something different. It's something inside that you go, man, I I really need this. I, I've been coming to church here for six months, and, I, and I'm finally starting to understand. Or maybe this is my first visit, and nobody's ever asked me before. And now you have an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, you know, and and things of that nature. Now watch this. I'm going to go into John 15, 13 through 17. Greater love has no one than this. Check this out. To, than to lay down one's life for his friends. So this is Jesus talking. You are my friends. If you do, if you do whatever I command you, no, no longer do I call you servants for a servant does not know what his master is, is doing, but I have called you friends for all things that I heard from my father. I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask in the Father's name, he may give you. These things I command you that you love one another. So check out what Jesus is actually saying here. Basically, it's as simple as this. I'm your friend. And a friend that lays down their life for a friend shows the greatest love. And that is exactly what Jesus did. He laid down his life for all, and he made all available to his friendship. And then he goes on to say, now go and bear fruit. This is the preaching of his good news or the teaching of his good news or the reading of his good news. We show his love by letting others know about his love. This is the the guy that's like, hey, I'm your friend. I'm your best friend. I, I want to be your friend. Jesus is out there saying, can you just be my friend? Come and be a part of me like you would with any other friend. And because he's saying this friendship, because he's developing this friendship, that's how we have a relationship with him. It goes from being a verse like this. It goes from being a religion. You do everything that I say and this will happen. You work, 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 and then you'll get to where you need to be. It goes to being a relationship where you go, hey, brother. If he's your friend, you can call him brother. Hey, brother, I need some help with this. And Jesus says, okay, that's called prayer, right? So as we communicate with in, in our relationship with our friend, we start to realize how much God can move with us and through us. So because Jesus did something that no man can do or will ever do, again, he gave his life in pursuit of us that we may live a life full of love and in turn, give that love to others as they realize that he loved us first and now we just need to receive that love and how do you do that well you know the journey begins no matter where you are in life because he loved us first he doesn't need for us to get cleaned up fixed up or anything like that before we can receive him we simply need to ask this would be like saying hey you know what i need to get in shape before i go to the gym or, you know, I really need to take a shower before I take my shower. You know, things like that. You know, you don't, we don't have to jump through hoops to get to know Jesus. It's really simple. We ask him. You see, we have, we have all fallen short. N nobody is perfect because he's talking about his perfect love. Nobody comes to that standard. Nobody on this earth can come to that standard. And we've all sinned already. And, and it doesn't matter where we come from or, or what we look like or where we've been or, or how many mistakes we've made. We simply believe and confess that he is Lord. And this is, you know, Romans 3.21. Let me, let me read this before I get too far. 
So let me read this. This is Romans 3, 21 through 26. I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation just because it reads really well. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ, and this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who we are. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. I'm going to read that one again. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sin. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin, the sacrifice of sacrifices. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when we held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. For he was looking ahead and including them in what we would do in this present and what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness, for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. I'm going to read that verse. I'm not going to read the whole thing again, but that's Romans 3, 21 through 26. And I read that out of the New Living Translation. So go read that for yourself. It says the whole thing. It's saying, look, Jesus did this thing. Why? Because he loves us. He loved us so much. He was willing to go to a cross. He was willing to go through the things that he went through specifically for everybody. Everybody. His day the day after, and the future. That's what he did. And Romans 10, 8 through 13 says this. But what does it say? The word is near you. And if you if you have a good understanding of the word there, it, it's the rhema word. It's the word. It's the living word. It's Jesus. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Now, verse 9, verse nine that is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you look like. Doesn't matter where you came from. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So Paul Paul says it so awesomely here. This is the roadmap. It's, it's how you receive. And the simplicity of this actually keeps people from receiving. It's funny when something is easy. Well, you know, it's too easy. I can't do it. You know, I can't, I can't do it. It's just too easy. I don't understand how something so simple could change my whole life. And we need not overthink this process to gain the love of Jesus. It's our personal overthinking in our finite mind that says this is too spiritual for me and I'm never going to grasp this. But the reality is it is this simple. We believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth to begin the journey of living life loving Jesus because if we overthink, how do we get started on the journey? Overthinking will kill us. <laughs> I have that issue. I overthink so many things that I forget to even get started. 
and it, and it actually keeps people from receiving. So we need not overthink the process to gain the love of Jesus. The journey simply begins with what has already entered your heart. The nudge, the, the Holy Spirit saying, the person that's already loving you, the, the Jesus that already loves you, he loved you first, and that believing in your heart that Jesus is Lord and God raised him from the dead, that's what he's implanting in you while you're having these thoughts. This thing in my heart, what is this? this I have a, a thing and, and oh, I think that might be, ah, I don't want nothing to do with that. Or we go, oh, oh, I really need, oh, and then suddenly it starts to spill out of your mouth and this belief, it starts to rise up and come out of your mouth and that's the confession of what is in your heart and when you do that, you're actually receiving him. So here it is, no matter where we are, no matter what we have done, no matter what, he loved us first. And because he loved us first, we can begin the journey of living life, loving Jesus by simply saying yes to him. Right on, right on. Mm-hmm.